You have tuned in to the Make Your Day Count broadcast with Pastor Errol Beckford, Senior Pastor of Celebration Tabernacle Church, President of Celebration Marketplace Ministries, and author of Make Life Work in a Fast-Paced World. And here's Pastor Beckford. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Make your day count. This is the day. The Lord has made. And we will. Rejoice. And be glad. In what God is doing on this Tuesday. Man, time keep on moving, Diana. It is Tuesday already, and we are here with a ready word on this Tuesday morning to tell you we once again have this glorious opportunity to make our day count. And today is the day to do it. Not next week, not tomorrow, right now. We have we have the right now time to make our day count. And remember, this is the day that he has made for us to make our day count. So join with us this morning and make your day count by learning the word of God and applying it into your life and do it daily. We're concluding our series to launch out into the deep this week. And our essential question is, are you toiling? frustrated and producing little when God has called you to tend and multiply what he has already given you. So yesterday we were in Luke chapter five, verses four through eight, and we began to look at the life of Adam when God had cursed the ground. So we're going to pick that up today in Genesis chapter three, verse 17 through 19. Then he said to Adam, Then to Adam he said, Because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken, For dust you are, and to dust you You shall return. return. So that was spoken. The curse was placed on the ground, not onto man. And this is where the concept of toiling came. They chose toiling because when God told them to tend, and he put one restriction on one item in the garden, he said of everything they could freely eat except the tree of knowledge, the tree of good and evil, because he didn't want them to experience the naysayers. He didn't want them to experience the evil. He didn't want them to experience the negative. So he told them, leave it alone. But they decided to partake of it because they began to feel like God was trying to leave them out of something, that he was trying to cause them to not operate in the fullness of him, that he was holding a part of himself back. But all that was being held back from them was what was going to mess them up. So here in the text, that's pronounced on the ground, the curse. So we know that when we move through into Genesis chapter 5, that there's another man that comes, and his name is Noah. And in Genesis chapter 5, verse 29, and he, which which is Noah's father, called his name Noah, saying, This one will comfort us concerning our work and the toil of our hands because of the ground which the Lord has cursed. So the ground was cursed in Genesis chapter 3, and in Genesis chapter 5 enters into the world the one 
who God's going to operate through in order to break that curse. So we are not under a curse of the ground that caused us to toil and to sweat. God has given us giftings. He has given us abilities. He has given us talents to tend to in order to maintain, in order to profit from what he has already placed within us and within the earth. So Noah gets his instructions in Genesis chapter 6, verse 14. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside out with pitch. So God specifically tells Noah what to do. He gives him specific directions. He gives him the specific dimensions, the capacity of the ark to build. He tells him how to build it, and he tells him how to load it. We got to get that because when it was time for the ark to be loaded, the, the animals that were to be in it, they just came. Noah wasn't out there wrestling with the animals trying to get them into the ark. They just came. So he built the ark, and what was meant to go in it came. The provision came it, because he was willing to do what God told him to do. God gave him the specific instruction. He told him exactly how to do it. He had the skill set to be able to do it, and he did it. He tended to what God told him to tend to. You know, he could have tried to resist God. He could have said, well, oh, there's, is there going to be a flood? Let me try to figure out how to stop the flood. No, that's not what God told him to do. He said, build the ark. He could have said, well, let me fortify my house. Let me, let me make my house stronger so it's able to abstain the flood. No, he's told you to prepare for yourself an ark. He could have said, oh, well, let somebody else do it. They're mocking me. They're laughing at me. No, God told him to specifically build an ark, to do something that was never done before, to produce something that had never been seen in the earth. He was told to do that. So he had to tend to his assignment. Not try to outwork God, not try to outthink God, not not complain, not try to do it another way. But he had to be willing to tend to the instructions that he was given. And in doing so, he made for himself an ark. And that also that he in making of the ark, there was a per, preserve preservation of him, his family and creation. So over the process of time, they're in the ark. For a long time, sometimes we think they're just in the ark 40 days or 40 nights for the time that it rained. But no, they're in the ark for a long time. And when they finally come out in Genesis chapter 8, verse 21 through 22, Noah, he builds an altar to God and he sets forth an offering to God of the clean that was in the boat. So he, he gave out of the scarcity of what he had in the boat. He gave and he when that aroma went up to God in Genesis chapter 8, starting at verse 21, and the Lord smelled a soothing aroma, then the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground for man's sake. Although the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth, nor will I again destroy every living thing as I have done. While the earth remains, see time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease so the curse has been broken over the earth that spirit of toiling has been broken it's not necessary for us to continue to work in frustration to work in lack we have been given the opportunity to tend that's right he always wants us that the purpose and plan of god is for man to tend and not to 
toil. And back to Genesis, we need to be clear and want to make emphasis here, and you very well articulated correctly this morning that God did not place a curse upon man, but the, the curse he placed was upon the ground, okay? Before that, before that, the ground was producing easily, and uh, disobedience caused that. The curse to come. And if we look back in verse 17 of chapter 3, we don't want to leave there, just, just re-emphasizing it. Then to Adam he said, Because you have heed the voice of your wife. You listen to the wrong voice. Because you have heed the voice of your wife. And have eaten from the tree from the tree that I command you. Here, here it is here. There's no excuse. Mm -hmm. That's good. See, we, mm -hmm. we need to see that. There's no excuse. He says, I have commanded you not to eat from the tree. That tree that you eat from. Because he directly, God, God directly, directly told Adam. Not to eat from it. Eve wasn't there yet. No. So she had secondhand information That's that messed right. her up. Yes. So this now is a confrontation between the Lord and Adam. Adam. The Lord knows what he told Adam. Adam yeah, I don't know what the Lord <laughs> he told, told him. him. So, yeah, yeah, this problem. Which voice are you listening to? Yeah. He says, you, you have heed to listen to the voice of your wife instead of listening to what I have told you. That reminds me in the end of the book of Job where God say. Well, were you there yeah. when I did this? Yeah. Were you there when yeah. I did that? You right. try to think you know more than me. Were you there? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and as we study on this Tuesday morning, this, this Tuesday morning, and to see, we must make that quality decision to listen and obey the voice of God over every other voices. Oh, because in in this world, there are so many voices that we are hearing. And they sound good. But like I always say, they need a sound nor good. <laughs> it sounds good, but it needs a sound nor good. And the only thing that is sound and good is what God says. And here he says, because you did not listen to what I command you, curse will be the ground for your sake. You curse this now. You bring it up on yourself. It wasn't God bringing it up on him. And we got to get this straight here. God wasn't bringing anything up on Adam. Adam brought it up on himself. He says, and then he tell him, look, this ground from this day, not going to produce like it was producing in the garden. Watch now. Thorns. Thorns is coming. Not pleasant. Tissel is coming. Is not pleasant. So you see, when we go outside of the plan of God, the things that we bring into our life, they are not pleasant. Mm -hmm. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, because this reminds me, too, of the parable of the sower. Because the place where the thorns and the thistles were, what was choking them was the mm -hmm. cares of the world. Girl, yeah. And that's what they had subsided to, the cares of the, the world. world, instead of what God said. They went to the cares of the world. They felt like they were missing out on something. 
So they begin to try to outthink, try to outwork God like he's withholding something from them. The only thing that he was keeping from them was what they did not need, need. what was going to hurt them in the end. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like our children, you know, when we have certain boundaries for them, it's for their safety. It's not to take the enjoyment from their life, but it's for their safety so they don't have to experience certain negative things that would befall them if they went to certain places, if they went out into busy traffic. We have certain limitations. We have boundaries so that everything is all good for them to preserve their life and to keep them in the way that they should go. So so it is with God. He's not trying to keep us from anything. Sometimes we think, oh, well, I got to wait to get saved because I have to have all my fun first or I have to get all this out of my system first. No, it don't work like that. That's the spirit of delay. The enemy wants to catch you in that spirit of delay. He wants to take you out in that spirit of delay. So we have to be quick and respond to the word of God. When we hear his voice, when we hear the voice behind the voice, we must respond to God. We must step out. A lot of times, you know, we're stuck in the same situations because God has told us to move. He has called us to do something, to step out, to switch, to pivot, and we're not doing it. And the only person we're really mad out is ourselves, but we take it out on everybody else. We take our frustration out on everybody else, but really the only person that can make the change is us. Change isn't change. As Pastor Beckford always says, change isn't change until you change. And the things that you tolerate will never change. change. So if you're getting choked out in a situation, it's time to move forth to the good ground destination. We want to invite you to Celebration Tabernacle Church Sunday morning at 10 a.m. We're located at 1010 Dixon Boulevard in Cocoa. Thank you for tuning in to the Make Your Day Count broadcast with Pastor Errol Beckford, Senior Pastor of Celebration Tabernacle Church in the beautiful city of Cocoa. For more information on this broadcast, please contact us at 321-638-0381. Tune in tomorrow to hear more about how you can make your day count. Realty is a friendly, knowledgeable, active, and accessible real estate agent here in Brevard County. Keller Williams is known for real estate services all across the world, and Wayland specializes in helping buyers purchase the right place to call home, as well as helping sellers market and negotiate the sale of their single-family home, condo, vacant land, or business. Wayland Duff can be reached at 321-536-5973 or visit waylandduff.kw.com. Wayland Duff with Keller Williams. Space Coast Realty is your local realtor who provides all you need and the time you deserve to get your real estate purchased or sold. Sick and tired of being sick and tired.